Yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self. The Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hi, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome back to be on the mat. Yeah, excited to be here. It's always such a fun time. Yes. Um, and we're doing something a little different, guys, because we're recording ahead of time a bit. Is that fine to say? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. It is no secret. You and I are both super busy. So we got a we got a head start, which feels really nice, actually. So the, the intro you heard there was a quote really that came from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which for the non-yogis is just one of the sacred texts that we use um, when studying to become a yoga teacher. It's pretty much a staple um, mm-hmm. in 200 hour or 300 hour training. But we chose this quote because it specifically references the idea of yoga as a journey. Um, so before we talk about it, taking it beyond the mat, what are your thoughts, Emmanuel, of like yoga as a journey or even that quote itself that we entered with? Well, I think if you take it very like entry level and if you consider just a physical practice, a yoga class, that in itself, that hour or so that you have on your mat is a journey. I like to call it like a journey back home because oftentimes I feel, and that's something that I've been speaking to quite a bit lately. And sometimes maybe I, I feel like I hold a mirror to myself because that's probably how I feel. And unconsciously I'm talking about that in my classes, but you know, we get so far out in distraction and we're so involved in the world, like around us. So we're not really ourselves or through self. We're just engaging with all of these different kind of stimuli that are around us. And when we step on the mat and we say, okay, for the next 60 minutes, I am going to do asana. I'm going to breathe. It really takes you back. And especially if you do it with that intention of journeying back to your essence, to yourself, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And this is like taking it beyond yoga, but I have to speak to it because it it just came to me. But I think one important thing, I just spoke with a client in therapy this week who's so insightful. I'm so impressed by this woman. Um, She is kind of a yogi, but more in the the studying philosophy, never Mm -hmm. has a training, any of that, but brilliant person. And she's, she made a really good point this week. She said though, first we have to construct an identity to deconstruct an identity, which I thought was pretty powerful. Like you kind of have to like figure out who you are. And then I think the yoga itself is a way of figuring out who you're not. Like an undoing, if you've ever heard that term. Yeah, a hundred percent. Something that I've been thinking about a lot is the only way to understand that there is a whole is to have two part to compare to one another. The only way to know what darkness is is to know that there's light. Yeah. And you know, to understand that you and me are the same, there needs to be two. You know what I mean? And then we start to come to that realization that actually there's only one, but I need to be able to make that parallel. And in the same way, we build something to then take it apart so that we can go beyond what we built. It's kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, just to that, had I had to say that because it felt like, you know, yeah, uh, for sure. I think like the, the practice of yoga itself, I mean, every class to me, you know, definitely feels like a story and not even if there's a literal story, like for my body, like you yeah. start the class very much. Um, and we'll talk about how this relates to like the hero's journey later, but you start the class slowly, usually with breath and intention and then you build and build and build physically usually. Um, and then there's, it's kind of like an arc, right? And then you mm-hmm. come down the slope of the other side. Um, and I love that you said returning home, which is kind of like the ultimate home Shavasana at the end Yeah, um, is also the hero's journey. But I think that journey happens physically in your body and in your energy body. And then by the end, it's a whole journey. You return. It is. Once you've kind of, you end where you start and start where you end kind of. Yeah. So I think that that's super relevant in that way. And, you know, it might be interesting for people that are listening if they practice to maybe like next time they step on the mat, be like, oh, let me see how this journey goes for me. Like if I can kind of find that within the asanas and go beyond warrior one, warrior two, and just like very mechanically moving through them, being more interested in the different phases of it and how we navigate that journey. Because I believe that how we navigate prayer, for example, like a yoga class is going to be a very nice lesson or like parallel to how we navigate our lives. Oh yeah, totally. And it's like, what tools and techniques you use in the class, whether it be like self-talk or like, um, I know we we did a podcast on mediating, but like some journeys, you're going to need more water, some journeys, whatever, <laughs> right. Or you're going to need a child's pose or some journeys you're like a badass and you like hit every single chaturanga and you land handstand. Each journey is a journey though. And every experience is an experience that's, that's have to be had and something yeah, to hundred percent. And they're all equally valuable. And I think that the journeys before we get into off the mat, I mean, there, there's so much benefit to a journey. And, and what Patanjali was kind of talking about is that you peel the, the layers of the self back. And really what he's saying is you peel the layers of, of the world back and what the world has done to you or conditioned you through your experiences, through your genetics, through lots of things. And the yoga really helps you through breath work, through physical movement, through self-study to like figure out who you are without anyone telling you who you are. Right. Yeah. It's It allows you to, to kind of see through, to lift the veil. I'm just looking at like kind of the show notes that we have. And I really like that expression, lifting the veil. Like oftentimes we, even though we try to be as clear as we can, there's we always have an ego, you know what I mean? It's always there. And so we always have our perception of the world. It's always going to be our, that's just how it goes, but we can kind of take off the tinted glasses and catch a glimpse of like what's beyond all that. And that's such an enlightening place to be if we can get ourselves there. And I do think that the practice of yoga, which to me, of course, like I practice asana every day, but I can't say enough about meditation, breath techniques. I think that the practice of yoga as a lifestyle is really what's going to get you to peeling back the deeper layers and 
if we can get students, like if you're listening to this and you're a teacher, and if you can get your students to practice as though they're going on a journey, then they'll be more familiar with that and willing to embark on journeys in their lives. And that will lead them kind of through the motions or like further along the path of like, quote unquote, enlightenment. Yeah. And I think it does start with physical practice, like the entry is really physical. And then the hope is, like you said, that the pranayama and the other practices, the breath work and meditation is probably something that comes later, but know that those are really valuable practices to, to retrack your neurology, to deal with trauma in your, in your life and in your body. Like the physical practice is super important and a good entryway, but those other practices are hard. They're really hard. I think it's important (laughs) to tell people. And if you're agitated when you do them, know that that's okay. Um, that probably means you need more of it. Um, I, you know, and I recently was in a training and not to like divert off the the journey, but she was talking, this trainee was talking about, um, if you're good at a pose, it's cool that you like to do that pose, but why would you potentiate something that already has potential? And I really was like, oh my God, like if, okay, if you're on a journey and you're really good with a sword and you're in a myth, right? You probably don't need to keep practicing the sword as much. You probably need to pick up a different tool or technique, learn to read a map, learn how to. So her comparison was like, there was a girl that was, she hated plow pose. And you know, the te- yeah, the teacher was like, be kind to yourself. And I kind of spoke up and I'm like, it is important to be kind, but also we need to do the things we resist. A hundred percent. You know, so that we can potentiate those things too. And I think yoga as a journey in a physical body, oh my God, you have opportunities to gain, even if it's a pose, it's a new skill. It's a new experience. Um, And that can jump you off your mat. Like when you land a pose, and I know we've talked about lots of different poses we've landed, but it took me, I think, nine years to do side crow. And I'm like, I'm not kidding you. It felt so powerful. Oh yeah. I was like, Oh my God, it clicked. And that allowed me like outside of my life. Like if you put in time, if you put in effort, if you put in technique, like you can achieve hard things, mm-hmm. you know? So that these, these, these metaphors that are in class in our bodies, I think are pretty relevant to our lives. If we allow them to be more than just an exercise routine. Right. Yeah. Which is why we're here. We listen yeah. to be on the mat and then we learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so really. let me ask you, we kind of like conceptualize the hero's journey for yoga, but mm-hmm. is th- this is a technique that stands on its own, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so the hero's journey, if anybody is familiar with Joseph Campbell, um, and I'm not sure if you've heard of Joseph Campbell. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, they're all in the same vein of like Alan Watts and these people that um, are really wonderful. I would call them philosophers. But mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell is such a good connoisseur of myth. He coined the term the hero's journey. And really, it's like an 18 step process. But for the sake <laughs> of the podcast, we're not going to go there. 
Um, but before we even go to like what the hero's journey is, it's just important to point out the power of myth. And we've, we had people on the podcast last year, we've talked about it. Like, just know that myth is such a beautiful thing because it allows something that's super impersonal to become personal. So it allows us to hear stories and we relate to characters and we can envision ourselves. That's why movies, TV shows, books, that's why we love them because we can relate music. Yeah. It's like, you know, so it's important to know that these forms of art are powerful tools for us to learn, to navigate our own lives or to find inspiration. Would you agree? Like there is power in storytelling before we get into the other stuff. Oh, absolutely. If you think about it and about also, if we really wanted to bring it back to tradition, the yoga tradition was an oral tradition initially before it was even written down. And it was kind of like passed down from one sage to another. And like, we're not going to go into too much detail, but a lot of the stuff that we consider like foundations of our religions and our societies and things like that, these were all oral traditions, which is pretty much storytelling if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Super powerful. Yeah. You know, and I think that um, Joseph Campbell defines the hero's journey. So he defines lots of archetypes throughout his work, but the hero he defines, and really he's saying us, like all of us, we're all heroes. We have our own story to work through or more accurately, multiple stories to work through and multiple quests and multiple journeys. And I don't want people to hear that and go, oh my God, that sounds exhausting. Let it be. I know. I know I I have people come into therapy manual and they're like oh Jared I'm doing so well blah 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 they've been seeing me a long time you know a couple years and then they'll come in and they'll like cry and they'll be like but I'm so stressed and I'm like well and they're like I know you told me this is like it's an arc like life is (laughs) and I'm like they're almost mad but they all have insight because then they realize a journey is not linear. A journeyer is almost, I like to think of it as a circle. And we're going to go through these, these circles that, that, and we'll talk about what, what it looks like, but life is spherical. It's silical. It's a cycle. That's why there's seasons. So there are going to be challenges all the time and know that, no, that's not exhausting. That's just how life is. And yeah. the good, and the good news is, we're not always at the bottom of the circle. We're at the crest of the circle. And then we go to the bottom and we go to the crest. And, and that's essentially highs and lows of life, right? And so I think that's important to point out that, yes, we are going to have quote unquote journeys, but it's impermanent. The hard times are impermanent. The joyful times are impermanent. So cherish the good ones. Know that the bad ones aren't going to last forever or the challenges. Um, so I think that's important to point out. So Joseph Campbell really defines the hero's journey as basically different challenges that we're going to go through. And if we're smart enough that we're going to learn from, if we're not smart enough, not smart enough, that's not a nice word, is it? But, um, insightful, insightful enough, (laughs) uh, (laughs) then we most likely will repeat a pattern or we will repeat something. And, and even can, guys, when you're insightful, sometimes you got to do it a couple times. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you pull out a journal from years ago and you're like, shit, I'm in the same spot I was. 
And then that's a really insightful place to be. Uh, Realize you're in the same spot. It's so wild. That's happened to me. I don't know if that's why you're mentioning this, but I did mention that to you where I was like, I do journal and I've had this, the journal that I have ever since I started my first teacher training in 2016. And I sometimes will indulge in, in reading back and you know, here I am telling you, I, some, in some aspects of my life, I'm in the exact same place I was in like 2017. Yeah. And in some aspect, I'm a completely different person, but there are some patterns like old habits die hard. <laughs> Do you know what it made me think of? Cause we always got to bring it back to Taylor Swift. So I have so much knowledge in this brain of mine. So, um, about her, but about her, yeah. <laughs> all an interview And I guess this newscaster had interviewed her before the album read. Okay. Okay. And she came back a year later. And and this makes me think of you a little bit, not because of the content, but because of the example. She, the interviewer interviews her a year later and says, Taylor, what, what are you learning about dating? And she goes, I'm going to date nice guys. And she goes, you said that last year. (gasps) And it was like, she kind of laughed and it just made me think it seems like she has figured it out because now she is in a consistent relationship of five or six years, but patterns do repeat to even the most insightful, inspiring of people. Yeah. Um, so if Taylor ever finds this podcast and I have sent it to her, by the way, I mean, I hope you have, I'm yeah. sure one day Maybe we're just going to have a big breakthrough. We will invite <laughs> her on the podcast. She will tell us about her yoga practice. It will be great. It will be. <laughs> if you're out there listening to us and you have a connection to Taylor Swift, please reach out. Yes. Um, but no, I think that's important to point out first. So so Joseph Campbell really talks about the power of A, knowing that life is, is that we go through these cycles um, or seasons and we always come out on the other end or most times we do. Um, so that's an important part point to just really know. And then he talks about, he kind of breaks it down into some steps um, of like what, what the hero's journey looks like. So I'm going to talk very briefly about them mm-hmm. um, and then give maybe a really good example. But he says, there's a leaving home. So the hero leaves home. Um, the hero has trials and tribulations. There's usually some form of a rock bottom the here I know or forms uh, yeah. there's perseverance and then there's a return home. Usually if we're lucky transformed and changed. Um, and we're not meaning sometimes it is a literal leaving of home, but what right. that means is there's, there's a, a, a threshold into the unknown. We're crossing into something. And for me um, just to give it like a real life example for me, I, I had had some illness and I don't know that I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but as a young person into my adulthood, an autoimmune disease, and it was pretty bad where I was hospitalized at points in my life. Um, So the leaving of home for me was experiencing that health crisis for years and years and being put on medic and the trials and tribulations were the hospitalizations, the pain, the doctor visits, um, the inconveniences, And probably for me, a rock bottom was when I was in the hospital and I was essentially on a feeding tube and that I would say was rock bottom. And I had a medication change 
And I think when that happened, perseverance kicked in. So it was like, you, you're going to change your life. You're going to get better. You're going to get healthy. You're going to focus on some shit. So I think the perseverance after that rock bottom of really being down and out, that occurred for many years after. That's when I did my yoga training. That's when I took a job away from the town I grew up in. That's when I started doing things for myself. I went to therapy myself. Um, and then I think I remained changed. I, I transformed yeah. where I was no longer defined by these worries of my health. Um, so I returned home as a changed person. And I think it changed so many ways that I view the world and myself. So I think that's a good example of like a personal hero's journey. Yeah. Uh, do you possibly have one? Or I know like I didn't even tell you I was going to ask you that, but. That's okay. Or... I mean, I've had several. I think it's like you said, we uh, don't have just one. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the one I can think that's pretty easy is like actually for me leaving home after I graduated college, moving away to the States, that was the start. And like the trials and tribulation of that journey, I've been ongoing for, I don't know, I moved in 2014 and it's 2022. So eight years. And I think for me, it was understanding that home isn't necessarily a place, but it's more so a feeling and trying to get back to that feeling, knowing that I wasn't going to physically go back to where I was. The trials and tribulation were like, okay, if I go here, can I create that space for myself? And then I think rock bottom was like, when I had that realization after trying so many different things, realizing that I was using the wrong tools and I was in the wrong spot, although it doesn't seem like a big deal, was definitely rock bottom for me to sit with yourself and be like, actually, for the past long time, you've been using the wrong tool and you're definitely on the wrong spot. Okay. And then you have a choice. You can give up and say, this is the best I can do. Or you can say, actually, you know what? Let me try something else. Let me put this down and let me paint a new canvas and see if that will get me there. And that was the perseverance place to just say, yeah. hey, we, we keep trying. And eventually, um, you know, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> I think <clears throat> I'm still in that perseverance place. If we take yes, that journey to be. Say that. Yes. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I, uh, yeah, I think I'm still in that perseverance place. And I know that when I do return, I will be a completely different person. Yes. And it, oh my God. And I love that, that you're like, and yours is like still ongoing, which yeah. I love for people to point out to people, because that's important. If you're somewhere on this journey, then it's okay if you're not at the end of one. Right. You know, like Emmanuel's probably, I'm in one too that is is longer than you could have these you can have small journeys and that's like, what i was gonna say there's like little ones and in the it, it's funny because i think in the katona practice they say like there are some patterns that are broken through really working hard on them 
And then there are some patterns that take a lifetime to be broken. And then there are some patterns that take generations to be broken. Right. So I think that's, that's like, you know, interesting, I think to, to notice. And when we give this, this, I think one of the powerful things that Joseph Campbell points out is this formula. So like, it could be good for people to look at like this formula, leaving home trials and tribulation, rock bottom, perseverance, returning home, transformed, use it as a formula. And there's some relief once you figure out, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm in the trials and tribulation part. Um, And one thing I left out is don't forget that Joseph Campbell says that there are, there is an experience of divine intervention on your journey. There are going to be mentors and helpers throughout your journey. So don't go it alone, Um, which I really love. So he's like, don't even, you don't have to do this all by yourself either. There will be people there to help you, a yoga teacher, a therapist, a friend, Friend. you know, a mentor, a lover, a pet. So there's like, I think that's really important. So people can kind of overlay this formula when they're dealing with something and almost find relief. Um, But then also really, I think striking is you got a choice to make. Yeah. Uh, Right. Like, okay, if I'm in these trials and tribulations, I got to make some changes maybe, or I got to push through this, or I got to reach out for help. You know, I think that that's important to recognize. And then what I really wanted to, to end with, and, and, um, we've been tracking time guys because we're in two different States. So usually we're like in the same room together. I know. Uh, And we have like a little, we had our whole little pillow set up with the clock and the whole, it was so cute. But I wanted to really end with, okay, so we've talked about a journey. We know what it looks like, but what are the benefits of them? So I was going to kind of see for you, what do they teach us? What does, you know, what do journeys allow for? I think it's, um, okay. I think that the template of the journey as it's presented by Joseph Campbell, like you said, allows to get comfortable with it because I'm someone that likes to know where things are going. I don't prefer the unknown. I like to have somewhat of a plan and I've learned to kind of loosen my expectations and my grip on the plans that I have, but I do appreciate some kind of structure. And I think that through that, you're just learning about yourself and growing. I guess it's going to be different with each journey that you through, right? Because like I was talking about, okay, I'm going to learn about myself and what it feels like to be home. You learn about yourself and you learn what it feels like to be healthy. I think it's just a very nice template to discover. And again, like if we take it back to the yoga to lift the veil and go beyond Mm -hmm. and say, this is my baseline. How can I move forward? And What I like about that, and I think that what it's teaching us, is that we can normalize trials and tribulation. We can normalize rock bottom. And because sometimes I feel like when we're going through a hard time, we try to either keep it to ourselves or we feel like it's wrong. So many people are struggling and they're like, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong. You're having a human experience. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Oh, that's so important. And I feel like with that, it says it right there. Trials, tribulation, rock bottom, perseverance. And I think that these three together, we want to bypass these and we just want the growth. 
we want to leave, we want to change, and we want to come back and be our fresh new self. And we don't want to do the parts in between that are really the formative step of this whole thing. Yeah. And that's so important because sometimes it's like, and that doesn't mean we're not allowed to like, oh, why me? Like hundred percent. Yeah. That's human. I do it sometimes, but then it's like, we do have to come to terms with a hero doesn't really do why me, right? They're like, let me figure this crap out. So I think that, and knowing that each of us is capable of that. uh, And I think like the overlay is like the trials and tribulations that you face and that we survive, they don't always seem heroic. So they don't always have to be these grand things. No. Knowing, and you said this, but knowing that we grow as a result of them and that they can make us better people makes it easier for us to be brave. Yeah. You know, each time. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the benefits of, of, know, of, of the hero's journey. So yeah, I think that brings us to a close. Is there anything, yeah. anything brave or heroic you want to end with? Or <laughs> no, I was going to say, go out there and be brave, you guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify, you can totally go on there and give us a five-star rating. That's awesome. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The goal with this endeavor of Jared and I is to reach as many people as we can and really get to connect with you guys. So we are lucky that we get to connect with each other and talk um, each week about things that we are passionate about, but really we were interested about you. So please, please, please reach out. Let us know how you feel. Um, And yeah, that's it. Bye guys. Bye.